the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. It's been a while. The big guy makes an idiot of himself on a regular basis, so those of us on the committee have to show some restraint, you know, and not make him the winner of this weekly award every week. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. That's right. Joe Biden beat some tough competition, but how can you keep the award from him when he says this to an LGBTQ, etc. group, including that includes men pretending to be women and women pretending to be men, taking off their shirts and flashing their new and former breasts. We all talk about courage. Well, I see more courage in this lawn than I've seen at any time in the recent past. <laughs> yeah, courage he hasn't seen in the recent past. This is uh, Joe saying that. He was uh, 10 days prior to saying that. He was delivering the commencement address at the Air Force Academy. But the courage that he saw that really impressed him was on the lawn there in the White House, and he is the commander-in-chief of the military, so, you know, he's come across from pretty courageous people. Uh, But he's never seen more courage than what he saw on the White House lawn last Saturday, and he also said this. We're gathered here today to honor the extraordinary, and I'm not being solicitous, the extraordinary courage and contribution of the LGBTQ community to celebrate their legacy and their progress. We welcome to the largest Pride Month celebration ever held at the White House, but just the beginning. But for all the progress we made, we know, we know real change and real challenges still remain. When a person can be married in the morning and thrown out of a restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, something is still very wrong in America. <laughs> That's why the Congress must pass and send me the Equality Act. Yeah, okay, go ahead, uh, pass the Equality Act. (laughs) Did you hear what he said there? He said, people are being thrown out of restaurants for being gay. How can somebody who says something that stupid not be the AM 1250, the answer, jerk of the week? Oh, boy, was that stupid. Anyway, when we come back, in case you've forgotten, tonight is Pride Night at the L.A. Dodgers game, and it's going to include honoring a group of nuns in drag who ridicule and desecrate the Catholic religion. And Major League Baseball is all in. They think it's just great. And in our second half hour, a sample of Tucker Carlson's latest episode on Twitter, including a major criticism that I had uh, after listening to it. Stick around. Attention Medicaid patients. If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care, and that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly, and it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-455-8465 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you, and that person gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-455-8465. That's 412-455-8465 to get started today. You get a caregiver you know and trust, and they get paid instantly after their shift, and it's free to you. Start now by calling 412-455-8465. That's 412-455-8465. Or go to FreedomCare.com. Freedom Care. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. 
along with our trusted partner, The Money Show. We're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment, coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. <laughs> he found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax. They know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, tonight's the night that all Dodgers fans have been waiting for. The lucky ones who get to see the game in person with the Giants. Uh, they'll also get to see the Nuns of Perpetual Indulgence, a drag queen group that ridicules, desecrates the religion that's followed by oh, about 4 million people in the L.A. area. It's Pride Night. And who doesn't love drag queens at a baseball game? Major League Baseball apparently does. Patrick T. Brown of City Journal has the proof. He joins us now. Patrick, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me on. So in your piece that you wrote today, you make a difference, uh, I'm sorry, a reference uh, to O'Sullivan's Law. How does What is that, and how does it apply here? <laughs> well, John O'Sullivan is this old writer for uh, the conservative magazine National Review, and he coined this phrase that, that's become known as O'Sullivan's Law. Any organization that's not founded as explicitly conservative over time will inevitably become liberal or progressive. And unfortunately, we're seeing that play out on the baseball diamond tonight in Los Angeles. The, the Dodgers have chosen the path of reaffirming the, this group, which, as you said, is, is basically oriented around bigotry and nearly hatred of, of Catholics. And, and that's a, a real shame for fans of baseball. Uh, I was once a member in good standing of the sports media. I did sports for 30 years on TV here in Pittsburgh, and, and I think they end radio and had a column. But I, I think the sports media uh, might be – I didn't discover this until pretty much uh, – oh, pretty, pretty close to the end of my tenure as a sports guy. But I think the sports media might be more liberal than the news media. They're proving that, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah, no, I think that's the hidden force behind a lot of this that we're seeing. And you think of sports writers and you think of the guys with the, you know, the stubble and the chain smoking, a bad cup of coffee and hammering on a typewriter. Those guys are long gone, right? They're replaced by 
uh, writers who came out of the top journalism programs in the country. They went to Columbia Journalism School, and they see their job as you know, primarily to advance social justice more than reporting on a game. They see that their job is to take the talking points from advocacy groups and, you know, try to use sports as a way to change society rather than as, you know, what it should be, a place where everyone's welcome, regardless of where, you know, you stand on the political spectrum or what your religious beliefs are, what color you are. I mean, this is what baseball should be all about. And the fact that you're seeing so many writers for the Washington Post and the New York Post and, you know, sites that focus on sports, come out and use their their social media presence to, you know, call on baseball to do more to, you know, have pride branded uniforms and all that sort of stuff. I mean, they want it to be when the Pirates raise the Jolly Roger that the Jolly Roger is, uh, you know, uh, rainbow themed, right? I mean, that's, that's what they want to see. And it's not what fans want to see. Fans want to go out to the ballpark and have a good time. Yeah, and one of the things that I noticed is that, and I was like this myself, one, one of the reasons I got into sports was because I didn't really want to bother myself with things that actually matter. Um, you know, uh, it was baseball and football and hockey and basketball and going to games and talking about that stuff that, uh, you know, when you get down to the bottom line, it just that doesn't mean anything. But so that they're, they're, they live in that world, and, and they've chosen to live in that world where they can kind of avoid the real world and they just learn enough about the the outside world from where they're the bubble that they're in to be dangerous. And yeah, so, I mean we've seen this. We know, you know, the, we we've learned over time. It's not that it's news to anybody how biased the mainstream media is when it comes to you know political coverage. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's really bled over into you know, certainly coverage of movies and music and all the other things, but. Sports especially, and, and it, it's a shame because sports, again, you're right, it, it, it's not the end of the world. It's not, you know, matters of life and death or politics. It's a game. It's grown men having, you know, having fun uh, out on the baseball diamond and, and bringing cities together, bringing regions together to, you know, take pride in what their local hometown nine can do, right? That, that should be a place where we have a little bit of refuge from the, the culture war and the political battles that take up too much of our time anyway we we shouldn't have to turn on the tv and see be reminded of uh you know a lot of these hot button political issues and you know it's one thing to have a a night you know baseball teams have 81 home games if they want to spend one where they have the gay men's chorus sing the national anthem or have somebody throw the first pitch that's one thing but to have it on the field or or teams wearing rainbow themed uniforms and that kind of thing that's really a, a lot more in your face and i think that's what they're trying to push is having, uh, you know, baseball become the cultural vanguard rather than be a place where all Americans can just have a good time. It's also kind of unfair to the players, uh, isn't it? Um, Because they are required to do the virtue signaling for their owners. Oh, totally. And, of course, they get – we already have – we'll have some examples here that you talked about in your piece in a minute here, but um, they they have no choice in the matter. And uh, they – all, they well, they signed up to play baseball. That's that's right. what they signed up for. Exactly. They didn't sign up to be politicians, and they certainly didn't sign up to have themselves become martyrs to the productive right. ideology. Anthony Bass was a, a pitcher for the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. He posted a video about uh, the merchandise available at Target, encouraging people not to shop at Target because of, of their Pride Month uh, merchandise, and he got released by the team. And, you know, it was very clear that the team – thought that that was, you know, they didn't believe in free speech for him, right? They, they, they saw that as a distraction and something they didn't want around. And so that's, you know, telling observant Christians and others who have issues with, you know, uh, some of the excesses of LGBT uh, a, a month and, and that sort of thing, that you're not welcome in baseball. And that's, that's a real shame. And it's putting, it's putting sort of social virtue signaling over trying to win baseball games. And certainly players like Clayton Kershaw, the Dodgers, Trevor Williams of the Nationals, They've been brave enough to stand up against the the welcoming of the of the you know the the drag queen nuns tonight, and and that's I'm sure put them in an awkward position in the clubhouse. And you know nobody wants to have to be the guy that's taking unpopular stands, but at its, you know it, it takes bravery. And so I, I admire them for speaking up for their beliefs and their religion because unfortunately that's the only thing that uh, the execs and the corporate office is going to listen to. Yeah, and I don't know. It may not be the case in Los Angeles. I'm, I'm not sure. I think most of that stadium, uh, it's an old ballpark, but it was funded privately. But these um, 
owners and the commissioners of these leagues, they're making this, the decision to display their virtue in buildings and stadiums that were, are paid for by all the taxpayers. That's so, right. Even the ones we're who seeing, don't want to uh, see that. Yeah, at the same time that you know some teams are trying to tell Christians you're not welcome here, uh, baseball is going to the government of Nevada and asking for $380 million yep. to build a new stadium to move uh, the Oakland A's down to Las Vegas. So you're right. It, it, and the thing is, you know, baseball especially is so woven into America's history. You know, Jackie Robinson, Babe Ruth, all these figures that are really part of our cultural heritage that we should be proud of and, and celebrate. And we shouldn't turn the Dodgers and, and other things into – you know, pawns in a culture war that says, you know, only people who agree with us on these political issues are welcome at the baseball game, or, you know, we're going to celebrate groups that make their entire mission mocking people of religious faith. That is just so un-American. And, and, and unfortunately, it's a, it's a sign of how uncompromising, uh, you know, folks on the progressive left are when it comes to not seeing anything as beyond the bounds of politics. Everything has to be about advancing a cultural agenda, and unfortunately we're seeing that play out tonight at Dodger Stadium. Have you seen any evidence that uh, would lead you to believe that sports fans as a whole are as liberal as the people who are trying to sell this stuff? You know, the teams. In particular, are much more conservative. Yeah, they skew much more conservative than the general population. I do think that some of the messaging is getting across. We learned over this week that Major League Baseball's corporate headquarters quietly told teams, hey, why don't we tone down some of the pride-related stuff? We don't want to put players in an uncomfortable position. And, you know, some of the teams have already done that and started to roll that out, so it probably won't take much effect this year. But I'm hoping that with the backlash that we've seen, teams will be a lot more cautious going forward, recognizing that nobody goes to a baseball game to be lectured to or to feel like they're taking sides in a political fight, they're going to have a beer, have a good time, hang out with their family, create those memories that sports are all about. And I think baseball, especially as a sort of sport of middle America and of, of so many kids, I think that's, you know, it's poison if you become associated with a, a toxic political brand. And I hope that if nothing else, uh, tonight will be a lesson that, that teams can learn from that. Uh, you mentioned that the change in the in the personalities and the just the type of person who's a sports journalist now. Mostly, they used to be called sports writers way back. But uh, where are where I know where they went? They died off. But where are these sports new sports journalists coming from? Well, I mean, a lot of them come from you know professional writing programs, right? Like I said, you know, Columbia Journalism School or or you know uh, other uh, Ivy League schools, and a lot of them see writing for sports as uh, maybe a little bit, uh, you know, they're kind of slumming it, hoping for their big break to be able to become a, a hard news reporter or become a lifestyle correspondent or something. And so they don't have the same um, uh, objectivity toward the game. They, they see it, again, as a platform to build their own personal brand on. And so if you're, uh, again, the, the national beat uh, writer for the Washington Post, uh, haranguing uh, Rob Manfred for saying, uh, the commissioner of baseball for saying, he doesn't think that teams should be putting Pride Month uh, uniforms on. You, you, that gets you a lot of social media, you know, applause from the the lefties on Twitter. But it it uh, doesn't do your readers uh, the service of reporting the news straight. And I think it blurs the line between what the role of an activist is. You know, if you're if you're a, a gay activist and you want to get mad at Major League Baseball, you know, that's your right. But if you're a reporter or somebody who works in baseball, you're obligation should be trying to serve the fans rather than trying to be a, an agent of cultural change. We're talking to Patrick T. Brown. Uh, he's a writer at the City Journal. You can find this piece at city-journal.org along with his other uh, columns that he's written. Um, so, uh, as you mentioned, the Toronto Blue Jays uh, were so determined to show how much they're into this pride movement that they sent a non-believing pitcher to the minor leagues. That's just re- I thought that was really shocking. Um, but is there any evidence that this approach is good for business anywhere? No, I, I think the best evidence that we have is that, you know, when, when businesses go woke, they get a little bit of a bump in the short term from all the people who want to buy the, you know, sort of rainbow theme merchandise. And then those people get bored very quickly and then move on to other things. But it destroys your brand with the people who don't want uh, to be associated with that. And we saw this with Bud Light. 
Bud Light was the top-selling beer in America for years, and now it's fallen to number two behind Modelo, funnily enough, owned by the mm-hmm. same company, because it was toxically associated with uh, transgender influencers and taking a position on the store. Nobody's going to a light beer manufacturer asking, what should I think about LGBT issues? Yeah. <laughs> and the same should be true for you know our, our mainstream institutions, and, and pro baseball is an example. It should be a place where everyone can come together and, and have a good time. It's, it's not a place where you are asking people to you know take sides on on you know what you support in terms of very controversial issues. And my fear is that as more and more of these institutions like baseball become politicized, that's going to leave fewer spaces for Americans to come together and just be Americans, be neighbors together, and th- and that will be a real shame if we lose that ability. And I, I guess you're saying too that um, the really the the only the way to approach this is not to take a stand on either side, but to just shut up about it. Yeah, I think that's right. It, you know, you don't need to be uh, you know uh, weigh in on everything that comes down the pike. And a lot of times, the media is going to get bored if you're uh, you know at an organization and you're feeling the the heat. Uh, give it a week, and eventually people will move on. I think people react too quickly to things that are on Twitter and think, "Oh, I got to be, you know, taking a, a stand." And it's like, no. Uh, if you're if you're a, a baseball manager, your job is to try to win games. Your job is not to try to try to uh, you know take sides on you know some issue that's going to divide the the pop uh, the population fifty fifty. Right? That's that's just not your role and it's not something that um you know fans are well served by and so people if they could just realize that twitter isn't real life and that uh you know these activists that get mad at them are going to get distracted to move on i think people need a little more backbone and and hopefully teams will start showing that once they realize that the backlash that things like the dodgers and the blue jays have have kicked off with their actions um so do you think is getting back to the media for a second here um sports media i'm talking about is there any reason to believe that the insanity of allowing men to compete against women in sports would have survived without a ridiculously liberal media? I, I, no, I think that's a, a, another example of, of, of where this stuff, you know, they get their talking points from certain advocacy groups. And because they come from elite circles and they want to be thought well of in elite circles, you know, in, in New York City or Washington, D.C., they're aiming for a job with MSNBC or something, uh, they just parrot the same lines back that progressive advocates are trying to use. There's, you know, if you look at sports coverage at a site like The Athletic, which is a sports-focused site that's owned by the New York Times, yeah. and you go through and see what they've written about you know, trans, trans athletes, it's 9 to 1, 10 to 1, how many articles even mention you know, arguments from the other side. It's all about the point of view of you know, the, the pen swimmer uh, who, who changed genders mm-hmm. and all of a sudden was winning all the women's swimming races after having been a, a very mediocre male swimmer. And it's all very sympathetic to that. And there's never any exploration of what it feels like to be uh, a, a female swimmer who's now losing races that she otherwise should have won. And it's, it's very clear once you start looking for it that they're, that they're taking that side and trying to use sports as a vehicle for, for changing society. But I think people are too smart to be fooled by that. Yeah, and shouldn't that be the one area where the media would would be uh, more likely to push back? Because nobody should be more aware of the absurdity of women competing against men having women having to compete against men than they are. These are these yeah, are people so, that follow right? sports all their life and have been to a race or a basketball game, and they they know how it works. I mean, when you see a the U.S. women's national team played a scrimmage against a team of you know some of the better high school boys in America, and they lost to the boys, so that you know these boys Big. who are you know sixteen, seventeen years old, they're playing the top women's soccer team in the country, and they beat them by a hefty margin. It it shouldn't be a, a controversial statement to say, look, men are stronger, men are are, are, are a lot quicker. Uh, women, we fought a whole battle for Title Nine and and women's sports fifty years ago, and that's given tremendous opportunities to you know w- uh, women athletes, WNBA women's sports and Olympics, all that kind of stuff. And to try to erase that in the name of, you know, some sort of very niche social movement, you know, the fact that so many sports writers are just willing to swallow that hook, line, and sinker shows you that their priorities are more getting on the good side of elite opinion rather than trying to report the truth and, and, and just, again, treat sports as what it is, is a, an opportunity to have fun and to, and to be together rather than 
try to shove something down people's throats. Hey, Patrick, I'm out of time. Thanks for coming on the show. Anytime. Appreciate it. Thank okay. you. Patrick T. Brown of City Journal. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Six people, including three children, have been found dead in a Tennessee home where police responded to a shooting and arrived to find the residents ablaze. One person found alive, the person authorities think is responsible, is among the deceased. Cleanup efforts continue after severe storms, including some that produce tornadoes. Tore across a swath of southern states, killing at least five people as they destroyed hundreds of homes, tossed vehicles into buildings, and left hundreds of thousands without electricity. And Wyndham Clark made three birdies over his first nine holes to get to nine under par and grab the lead in the second round of the U.S. Open. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 82 points and the Nasdaq off 77. This is SRN News. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed. AM 1250, The Answer, The Mike Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior. This shouldn't be in the hands of a criminal court, and everybody knows it. That's what's so wild about this. Everybody's in on this. The left knows it, the right knows it, and there's a whole lot of prayer going out for Trump and his family. Breaking news and what to make of it. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekday mornings at 9, right before Del Wamsley at noon on AM 1250, The Answer. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. Due to overwhelming success, 15% off on all roofing and siding replacement projects has been extended through the month of June. Restrictions apply. See website or call 724-NEW-ROOF for details. Done right, call doing it right. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is they need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now, and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. Mainly cloudy skies for this evening, followed by clearing skies later tonight, the low 52. Mostly sunny tomorrow, a beautiful morning, becoming breezy in the afternoon with a high of 77. A starry night tomorrow night with a low of 51. Sunny to partly cloudy Sunday will reach a high Sunday of 80. We'll start the week Monday with a mix of sun and clouds and a high of 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. 
If you were listening before the break there, we were talking, I was talking to uh, Patrick T. Brown of uh, City Journal, and we were talking about the way the media, the sports media now I'm talking about, the sports media cover stories like, well, Dodgers uh, Pride Night tonight with uh, ridiculing the Catholic Church, that kind of thing, and they tend to side with the liberal viewpoint 90% of the time. So I came across this. This is a story out of, and this is such a great example. This is a story, <clears throat> excuse me, out of Texas. It's at CNN Politics, um, I guess CNN.com Politics. And the headline is, Texas Governor Signs Bill Placing Limits on Transgender Athletes in College Sports. Now, of course, if you are a sane person and know uh, that it's ridiculous for men to uh, be competing against women in sports, you know that just that, just that headline is, tells you how this writer, these two writers actually in this case, Andy Rose and Jack Forrest, how they're approaching this story because it's they're, they're telling you in the headline that <clears throat> this bill puts limits on transgender athletes. It doesn't say it protects women, which is the name of the act, by the way. I think it's a Protect Women in Sports Act. It's on here somewhere. I'll tell you that in a minute. But so... Uh, here's how it reads. Now, this is this is a story about uh, the the people who who voted for this and passed it um, are people who think it's ridiculous that women have to compete against men and they're trying to protect them. So this is how this, the story reads from CNN. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott signed a law Thursday barring transgender college athletes in the state from competing in sports that align with their gender identity. That's the first sentence of the piece, barring transgender college athletes, not protecting women. Uh, Then it says, Abbott framed Senate Bill 15, titled the Save Women's Sports Act, as designed to protect female athletes from unfair competition. The new law, which takes effect September 1st, allows individuals to sue institutions that allow trans athletes to compete on teams that allow that align with their gender identity. Still all about the the the, uh, the, the men who want to play against women. Uh, and it has it's not about protecting women. Then it says, um, uh, proponents of such restrictions have argued transgender women, men, that's what they are, have a physical advantage over cisgender women. This is all the language that you get. When, you, when it's written and, and, uh, and it's in a pers- from the perspective of, of a liberal, and the regulations give female athletes equal opportunities to compete. However, there is little research on transcollegiate athletes. A 2017 report in the Journal of Sports, Me- Journal of Sports Medicine found, quote, no direct or consistent research on trans people having an athletic advantage over their cisgender opponents. <clears throat> We just talked yesterday, I think it was yesterday, about a bicycle race in, um, I forget where it was, but it was over the weekend, okay? Uh, and a man pretending to be a woman won this women's bicycle race by five minutes. He finished five minutes ahead of the field. But they're telling you here that there's no evidence that, that really men have any advantage over women when they compete. SB 15 is yet another harmful attack from an anti-LGBTQ lawmakers uh, on transgender Texas Texans' rights to be embraced, accepted, and able to thrive, particularly in Texas public universities and colleges. And then, uh, this, that's, that's a quote from Mar- Marty Beyer, who's with the Texas Freedom Network, which lobbies against conservative legislation and policies affecting education. The next paragraph, it says, The new law comes after Abbott signed a ban on gender-affirming care. That's the other term that's used for mutilating kids. Uh, But it's gender-affirming care for these writers, and that's the way it's going to be presented. Uh, And uh, making Texas the largest state in the U.S. to place restrictions on transgender youth's access to critical care. That's the whole whole, uh, piece is nothing but a liberal... um, just this whole story is is looked at from a liberal angle, and only gives one side of the story. Not everybody considers that critical care; they can they consider it mutilation. Both bans are a part of a larger push by GOP-controlled assemblies across the U.S. to place limits on transgender people. No mention of the, this uh, um, 
GOP-controlled assemblies doing this, they did it to protect women. It had nothing to do with placing limits on transgender people, but that's how a liberal looks at it. And then real quick here, before I get to the next thing, uh, this is this is the same story um, by, I believe this is this is from CBS. Yeah, this is CBS, okay? Uh, and they do the story, and it says... Uh, Governor Abbott signed law into law legislation that bans trans athletes from participating on college sports teams that match their gender 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 identities. It's the same thing. Uh, And the bill includes provisions that prevent trans athletes who have had their sex changed on their birth certificates from participating on sports teams aligned with their gender identities by defining sex as what was, quote, entered on or near the time of the student's birth, it only recognizes changes made to birth certificates that were done to correct the clerical error. So um, Abbott has, it says here, this is from the CBS story, Abbott has consistently called trans women and girls men and biological boys in his messaging around the bill, the latter of which LGBTQ plus media advocacy organization GLAD calls a term to avoid. Biological boy is a term anti-trans activists often used to disregard and discredit transgender girls and deny them access to society as their authentic gender identity. Does that sound like an unbiased report to you on the bill that was signed to protect women and girls from having to compete against boys and men? So that just an idea of how the, the, the media, and this isn't sports media, um, these, two, these are, I think, there's a news reporters writing this story, but just an idea of how uh, 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 a great example of, how these stories are approached by the media in general. Okay, now to something else. Uh, I do have time for this, right, Mike? Um, Tucker Carlson came out with his, I guess it's his fourth, I don't know, third or fourth, I think it's his fourth episode on Twitter since being fired by Fox. Uh, And it was brilliantly done, as usual, really well written and all that. But before I get into what I want to get into uh, with it, I want to mention something that I thought was wrong a mistake by Tucker Carlson, and kind of surprising to me that he didn't see it. He starts the piece off by uh, talking about a uh, a story on Fox News, which had a split screen with Joe Biden on one side. Uh, he was speaking somewhere, and Donald Trump was somewhere speaking. This was, I guess, Tuesday night after Trump had been indicted. And the graphic at the bottom of the screen, also known as a Chiron, the Chiron at the bottom of the screen said, um, dictator wannabe speaks somewhere, and they were talking about Joe Biden. Eh, you know, it's a that's a, a funny uh, chiron if you want if you if you especially if you happen to agree with it. But so somebody's trying to have a little bit of fun with it, and the guy got fired who who put that up there. And Tucker Carlson just trashed Fox News for firing him. And as I was watching it, I was kind of agreeing with him. Yeah, well, that's pretty, you know, how can they fire the guy for that? But then it occurred to me, this was a news story that they were doing. And some, uh, I don't know who it is, a producer, whoever was responsible for the graphics on that segment, I don't know if maybe you can make a case for him not being fired, but he should have been reprimanded big time, if not suspended. Something needed to happen to him because it was really stupid. That was a news story. It wasn't Tucker Carlson's show. It wasn't um, Jesse Waters' show. It was a news show, and you don't put that graphic on a news show. You just don't. If you're, if you, unless you want to to give ammunition to the people who say that Fox News uh, is a biased network and, you, and all they do is uh, spew right wing propaganda, the the argument. To, to defend Fox has always been that, listen, nobody's denying that Tucker Carlson and uh, Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity, they are conservatives and their shows take a conservative viewpoint of everything. But that's not the same as news coverage. So for some reason, this guy decided to put that on the Chiron and I thought it was really stupid and he deserved to get in trouble for it. Meanwhile, here's what Tucker Carlson said about Joe Biden and being a wannabe dictator. But in the end, the main reason you know Joe Biden is not a wannabe dictator is because he just does not fit the profile. As a man, dictators have that look. You know one when you see one. 
Dictators build cults of personality around themselves, and they use those cults to deny the glaringly obvious. In his later years, name just one example, North Korean dictator Kim Il-sung developed an enormous baseball-sized tumor on the back of his neck. It was huge. It was grotesque. It was right there. You couldn't ignore it. You couldn't possibly not see it. But in North Korea, state media did ignore it. They pretended it didn't exist. And so, in some important sense, it didn't. If a tumor grows on a neck but no one acknowledges it, is it really there? Thankfully, nothing like that is happening in our country or ever will. If Joe Biden ever developed some profound physical or medical problem that was obvious to everybody, journalists would say something. This is not North Korea. We don't have state media here. If Joe Biden was, say, incapable of completing a full sentence or mistook his sister for his wife or suddenly started falling down in public for no reason, the New York Times would report on that and then get to the bottom of what was actually happening. That would be its duty in a free country like ours. It's not like they would cover it up. The very idea of a cover-up sounds like a conspiracy theory, a dangerous one, actually, so stop it. And by the way, if Joe Biden was a wannabe dictator, he'd have the family to match. All dictators do. Saddam Hussein had Uday and Kusay. They were princelings who lived above the law, indulging their most decadent fantasies with total confidence. They would be never held to account by the police. As the sons of a dictator, they knew they could do exactly what they wanted. And so that's what they did. There's no one like that around Joe Biden. He doesn't have weird sex scandals at the heart of his family that no one in the media will ever talk about. He doesn't have a ne'er-do-well former nightclub-owning brother who's made a living for 30 years by being related to him. Not at all. That's dictator stuff. Joe Biden doesn't award ridiculous inflated titles to his relatives that the media are then required to take seriously. He doesn't call people doctor who didn't go to medical school and then force you to nod along like it's real when everyone knows it isn't. Nikolai Ceausescu did that with his wife, Elena. Joe Biden would never do that. Nor does Joe Biden dress like a dictator. He doesn't do photo ops and mirrored sunglasses driving a sports car to convince you that he isn't frail and senile, but instead powerful, virile, and wise. That's just not his style. If Joe Biden was a dictator, he'd be wearing epaulets and carrying a tasseled riding crop. And he isn't yet. So calm down. If he was a dictator, Biden's speeches would look like Nuremberg rallies, a blood-red backdrop, armed soldiers by his side, screaming about crushing his eternal enemies. Honestly, Biden did come close to that one time last September at a speech in Philadelphia. But it wasn't in any sense dictatory, dictatory. It was necessary. As MSNBC assured us at the time, quote, Biden aimed to showcase his faith in the military apparatus and its ability to back the democratic order. See, it was about democracy, not dictatorship. No cause for alarm. He is not a dictator. A dictator would stockpile ammunition for his own bureaucrats, including his tax collectors. He'd redefine the legal code to make disloyalty to the regime the most serious crime. He'd claim dominion over the most intimate parts of his citizens' lives. He'd define what attitudes they were allowed to have about sex and religion and how to raise their families. He would even, in his final grandiose stage of dictatorship, claim ownership of their children. And Joe Biden wouldn't do that. And to prove he would never do that, Biden just this week released this video. These are our kids. These are our neighbors. Not somebody else's kids. They're all our kids. And our children are the kite strings that hold our national ambitions aloft. It matters a great deal how we treat everyone in this country. LGBTQ Americans, especially children, you're loved, you're heard, and this administration has your back. See, Joe Biden isn't saying your children belong to him like a dictator would. He's saying something very different from that. He's saying America's children are, quote, our children, not his alone, ours. You share your children with Joe Biden evenly, right down the middle with alternating weekends. You've got joint custody with Joe Biden, and you can thank heaven that you do. A nation is like a family. Every family has a head, a father. That's Joe Biden, our nation's father. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is now his fatherland. Just don't call it a dictatorship, or we'll have to issue a statement disavowing you. Yep, that's brilliant writing there. Um, and uh, right on the money, as usual. And 8,000 times better than anything that's on um, primetime news, cable or otherwise, every night of the week. And he's not on the air. That should tell you something. I'll be right back. 
Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? My name is Ron Legrand, and over the past 40 years, I've bought over 3,000 houses without using my money or credit and taught thousands to do the same. Today, even in a virtual environment, we buy nice houses in nice neighborhoods using no banks, realtors, contractors, or other costly entanglements, and build huge cash flow and wealth without the hassle of tenants, all without credit and little or no money. You don't need a license or experience, and I'll show you exactly how it's done. Text RON to 99799, and I'll send you my free training. I promise you I'll change the way you think about real estate and open the door to a new lifestyle that doesn't involve risk or rehabs and can quickly replace your current income. Text RON to 99799 and let me show you how to take your life back and build cash flow and wealth from your home. That's RON to 99799. Again, RON to 99799. Attention Medicaid patients. If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care, and that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly, and it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-455-8465 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you, and that person gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-455-8465. That's 412-455-8465 to get started today. You get a caregiver you know and trust, and they get paid instantly after their shift, and it's free to you. Start now by calling 412-455-8465. That's 412-455-8465. Or go to FreedomCare.com. Freedom Care. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. So some strange things are going on at Fox News, and it's kind of disturbing. Uh, Matt Walsh, uh, who's been all over the uh, LGBTQ stuff for a few years now, and uh, works for the Daily Wire, and he used to be a regular guest on Tucker Carlson's show and is now no longer going on Fox either. I don't know if it's his choice or Fox's or both. But uh, he came out with a tweet last night and said, We've obtained internal documents from Fox News employees. Fox Corp. is celebrating pride by encouraging employees to read about glory holes. I'll let you look look up what that is. Supporting a group that gives sterilizing hormones to homeless youth and deployed woke AI to monitor everyone. Uh, The documents we're about to show you were produced by Fox Corp., which is the parent company of Fox News. And then he goes on and lists a bunch of stuff here. Under the heading, Support One Another, Fox encourages employees to donate to Trevor Project, Ali Forney Center, and LALGBT Center. The Trevor Project, which Fox says is devoted to helping LGBTQ young people, hosts a sexually explicit chat room that connects children as young as 13 years old with LGBT adults. The Ali Forney Center, which Fox praises for rescuing homeless LGBT youth, appears to admit on Twitter at its website that it injects these homeless young people with cross-sex hormones, which are known to cause sterilization. The Los Angeles LGBT Center, which Fox calls Unstoppable, has posted a video of a mother surprising her trans daughter with the child's first dose of hormones. YouTube removed the footage for, for terms of service violations, but a screenshot is still on Twitter. Let's scroll down a bit more on the Fox employee portal. Employees are also encouraged to expand their perspective by reading books by trans activists, including a memoir titled, a memoir titled Fairest, 
about a precocious boy, quote, about a precocious boy who would grow up to become a woman. This is Fox News. I guess this is coming from the HR department. I don't know. Uh, the book contains information that's obviously important for Fox employees as they go about their duties at work. For example, uh, well, they're going to explain what a glory hole is. I'll let you look that one up. Fox-endorsed book also details the author's graphic description of performing oral, se- oral sex. So um, uh, another book that Fox leadership encourages its employees to read, Red, White, and Royal Blue, is about a fictional gay relationship between the Prince of Wales and the president's son. It contains this dialogue calling America a genocidal empire. Then it goes on to list the, the uh, dialogue. So that's this is Fox News telling their employees that this is all wonderful. So how does someone like Tucker Carlson or uh, Laura Ingram or Sean Hannity, Hannity, how do they even work there? How do they work there? I don't know. Well, uh, I won't be working here on uh, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. I'll be gone and going out of town. Wednesday, unfortunately, I was going to work, but I'm going to be going to Stan Saverin's funeral, which is sad. Um, but um, I'll be back here to talk to you Thursday. Uh, I think what I'm going to do, we only have, boy, there's only like uh, two weeks left of Pride Month. What I'm going to do here, I'm taking a few days off, and I'm, we're taking a tour with the grandkids to see how many drag queen festivals we can find. And we're going to see if we can, you know, go to one couple each day, just drive around, have a lot of fun. They're everywhere. So, you know, let me know if you want to join me. I'll I'll uh, send you the information on where you can find one. Because, by the way, it is still Pride Month. We have two weeks left. Talk to you Thursday. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.